You thought microbrewing was a new thing? Just for guys with beards? No, it's not. They've been doing it forever. They've had beards forever as well. People have had beards for quite a long time. Yeah. Specifically people who brew beer. They've always had beards. Yeah. That is not a new trend. <laughs> this is the Travel Freedom Podcast. I'm Tomo. And I'm Megzi. And it's time to collect your ticket to world travel and a location-independent lifestyle. Every Thursday, we'll show you how we travel the planet in style, full-time, for as little as $200 per person per month. And every Monday, we interview digital entrepreneurs who reveal the methods to creating a location-independent online income. So subscribe on iTunes now and discover travel freedom for yourself with the Travel Freedom Podcast. So just a quick note before we start the show, we are no longer running Mondays and Thursdays. We are just running on Mondays with alternating episodes of Money Mondays and our new Travel Mondays, of which this is the first Travel Mondays episode 039. Today's feature destination is Prague. In this episode, we speak to local expat and mountain bike tour guide Filippo Mari about getting outside of the tourist traps and exploring Prague by mountain bike. So I try to combine adventure with culture because we want our customers to learn something about the Czech Republic while doing some serious sport, which doesn't mean only downhill, but even like an easy ride, but our rides are longer, like are not in the old town, let's say. So we take them really where other, where tourists are, you know, like if there are no tourists, we go. If it becomes touristic, we try to change. And of course, we talk about food. Uh, for me, what I love, even as a foreigner, your soups. You might think, yeah, well, how many soups they can make? A lot. Mm-hmm. From the bramboracca, the potato soup, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. The colaida is yeah. these oh, eggs and the mushrooms, and it's very nice. Well, hello, everyone. Hello, 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 hello. Well, we are semi-exhausted, but we're almost at the end of our epic, epic trip. Oh, my God. We're in Budapest, uh, which has been fucking crazy. We're not going to talk about that today. But uh, yes, as you probably know from some of the previous episodes, we have come all the way from the Sahara in Morocco. And we're almost in Romania, which will be our final place, where we'll be taking a rest and getting some work done. Getting some sleep. Getting some sleep. Detoxing our livers. Detox, yes. Um, Yeah, it's been like six weeks. Absolutely epic, non-stop mental. So we haven't really had that much time to work. But we have had lots of time to travel, which has been very crazy. Yeah, which means the next couple of months will be like writing articles and making money and doing lots of crazy stuff, like just like writing about everything we did. Yeah, maybe a lot more on that coming up. But uh, today we are talking about Prague. Prague's amazing cobbled streets and the historic buildings, not to mention all the microbreweries, some yeah, of the which have been around since the 15th century. You thought microbrewing was a new thing? Just for guys with beards? No, it's not. They've been doing it forever. They've had beards forever as well. People have had beards for quite a long time. Yeah. But uh, specifically people who brew beer, they've always had beards. Yeah. That is not a new trend. (laughs) Anyway, more on beer later. First of all, we want to talk about some of the other stuff we were doing that wasn't just drinking. And the city center in Prague is really, really crazy busy. Yeah, generally if you like listen to a lot of what do we do, we sort of travel in off season. So this is the first time we've hit a big destination in the summer and it was really busy. Yeah. So many people. This We don't do this that often, but the, the middle of Prague is just loaded. It is just Insane. thousands of people following tour guides with little flags oh, and awesome. just, you know, like a herd of zombies moving along. And then you're going to try and jump out of the way of Segways. We're trying to sell you Segway tours, which is super fun. Segways are fun. But yeah. 
stuff, touristy stuff everywhere. So, yeah, it's crazy, but obviously it's also beautiful. That's why it's full. So you still got to put up with the... The insanity, because everyone wants to see it, because it's amazing. Yeah, but we didn't actually stay in the city. We stayed about a 10-minute tram ride away from the city centre uh, in a place called Sir Toby's Hostel. Yeah, it sounds very fancy. It, it is sort of fancy, but it's actually, obviously, a hostel, not a hotel. It's a little bit boutique quite a lot of upcycled stuff. It's just a really cool vibe as well. And the yeah. reception guys, when we turned up, he just took so much time to help orientate us around the city. He, like filled out a map for us and basically put all his suggestions on it. Yeah, super friendly. Um, actually, all the staff were really great. The guys down in the bars were really great. Like, yeah. Um, Barman was hilarious. He was really cool. the most cool. random guy. I loved him. <laughs> but uh, we really enjoyed staying at Sir Toby's. Um, the bar was actually a cellar bar, so you had to go downstairs for it. And you could get, like, pints for, like, two euro. But yeah, or less in happy hour. Yeah, exactly. But so. I think the best thing about the bar was just because it was one of those bars at a hostel where people actually went. Because sometimes, like, the whole bar just clears out. As soon as happy hour finishes, everyone goes out on the town. Whereas here, it was really full every night. They also did a lot of things, like, they put on, like, free meals. So they would cook everybody, like, a barbecue. But yeah. it, it was pissing down rain when we were there. So they changed it to cooking everyone pasta instead. Yeah. So, you know, backpackers are going to hang around for a free meal, right? Yeah. And then everyone gets social. Everyone starts chatting. And then they just stay there all night. Because why not? You're having a good time, it's right? A brilliant idea. Yeah. And, of course, cooking up some free pasta costs them, like, a dollar per person which is easily made back on the price of the rooms and yeah then they just get a really busy vibe and everyone has a good time and people write about it and go this place was awesome yeah, it was which it was so yeah that was cool and we got free food so uh yeah we were staying in a private room don't know the exact price of that but that's a little bit more expensive but the dorms the guys staying there like dorms midweek were like somewhere less than 10 euros for a, for a yeah, dorm bed. Yeah, depending on the, the day, uh, depending on the Weekends price. are more expensive yeah. because Prague at the weekend, everyone floods in from England and from France and whatever on the cheap flights. So many cheap flights in yeah. Europe. But we actually do have a deal with Sir Toby's. We work this out with them that if uh, anybody out there listening did want to stay at Sir Toby's or any of their sister hostels while in Prague, you can get 10% off by using the code MyTravelFreedom. Yeah, MyTravelFreedom. That is also our Twitter handle. So you can find us at My Travel Freedom, or you can go to the Sir Toby's website and use that code and get 10% off if you're going to stay there, which will make it even freaking cheaper. There you go. Free meal and 10% off. That All that stuff will be on the show notes, so feel free to go along if you don't remember what we said. Otherwise, look up Sir Toby's, you'll find them. And My Travel Freedom, that's easy, right? But yeah, we really enjoyed it. It was awesome. Aside from the really obvious tourist stuff in Prague, which would be walking around and looking at the astrological clock, which will be about 200 other people standing there taking photos at the same time and everyone lining up to have a photo in front of it. You're probably going to do that anyway, but we're not going to talk about that stuff today because you can find out about that anywhere. Look that up in your Lonely Planet guide. Yeah, just look Generic. on TripAdvisor or something. Yeah. It's pretty obvious. The stuff's there. It's cool. We walked around. We spent a half day walking around looking at the stuff. It's, it's really nice, but it's not an experience. You know, it's sights. It's just photos sightseeing. We love the experiences, and one of the ones that we really enjoyed doing whilst we were in Prague was we hooked up with Chef Parade to do a cooking class. Traditional Czech cuisine. Yes. Which, yeah, some people do sort of make fun of them for their food, but... Uh... Well, cabbage and potatoes and People do not. say, like, oh, yeah, Central European food, it's all cabbage. And, yeah, it is cabbage, and the cabbage is really good. <laughs> Actually, it is. I was really surprised at how 
tasty the cabbage was. I was like, I'm not a big fan of cabbage, but right here, but it's actually really good. Yeah, and look, communism is over. It's not in Prague anymore. It is not like this cheap, terrible food that it's just the basic bare minimum to keep people alive. It's, you know, no. politics aside, look, the food in Prague was amazing. And we were there for five days and we ate out at every meal and, of course, cooked one meal with Chef Parade and ate at Toby's Hostel. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> the pasta meals aren't the best meals, but everything that we ate out at restaurants, even at the places where we were paying three euros for a whole meal, like a duck stuffed with potato pancakes, oh. full meal, huge portion. We'll put a photo on the show notes of the duck. But yeah, it was like three euros at a restaurant. Really good. Yeah. A microbrew restaurant where we also had really nice microbrew beer for like a euro fifty for a so pint. Good. So yeah. Anyway, so we're Chef Parade, this really cool cooking class place in Prague. And this is actually part of the press trip. And we've put together a lot of different experiences for us independently. This is not a press trip that's been set up by a tourist authority. We have set up every single thing ourselves. And the awesome news is we are now starting to put the numbers together and we're going to put an article together and a podcast that will explain exactly some of the things that we did and how we've done it. But the numbers are adding up to being over $5,000 worth of experiences that we've pitched and got and then gone and done without having to pay for. Yep, just purely by offering our services as writers, photographers, podcasters and our social media following. Yeah, so that's it. It really is possible. If you think you have to get a press trip that's organized by a tourist authority no. and that you have to be absolutely flat chat mental doing 10 experiences in one day. But you don't really care for all of them anyway. You don't. We chose exactly what we wanted to do. Oh, I, we had such, some really yeah, good experiences there too. There has been like, some really good stuff. We oh, don't want to get into it too much today because no. we're going to run out of time. And then we'll be talking about different things throughout the, the next bunch of episodes that are related to this trip. But yeah, $5,000 in 30 days plus prior to that... 30 days, we also did the Morocco stuff and a bit in Spain, which we haven't included in this because that wasn't all organized by us. Some of it was, some of it wasn't. But all of the stuff in the last 30 days has been organized exclusively by us directly to these companies. $5,000 worth of stuff, accommodation, experiences. Amazeballs. Yeah, all right. Now let's get on with the Chef Parade thing because otherwise today is a busy episode. We've got a lot of content in today. Yeah, Chef um, Parade was awesome. Like walking in there, you felt like you were walking onto the set of MasterChef. Yeah, it was so cool. Like a professional TV kitchen. So professional, in fact, that Jamie Oliver was actually in there filming just a few weeks before we were in there. Yeah, he was filming some stuff for his Food Revolution, and we were like, OMG. Yeah, we did a cooking class where Jamie Oliver had just been cooking. Yeah, That's so pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Uber professional. Whether you think he's annoying or whether you think he's awesome, he's still... I think still, he's awesome. I, I, I always like his stuff, so... I like Jamie Oliver. But uh, yeah, we we're going to cook some traditional Czech food. And this was not going to take 15 minutes, unlike Jamie Oliver's 15-minute meal situation that he does. No. Uh, apparently, it doesn't take 15 minutes. It takes him, like, two days to film it. So, you know, maybe you can cook it in 15 minutes. Who knows? <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, let's tell him what we made. Yes, Down because this isn't going to take 15 minutes. Czech no. food does take a little bit of time. So we start with the garlic soup, which is a very traditional dish. It actually took six whole bulbs of garlic to feed four people. And I'm not talking like just like the little pieces. I mean the entire bulb of garlic. Yeah. Six. Six. Do you know how much garlic it, that is? That's ridiculous. That's like three, four hundred grams of garlic maybe. I, like 
What? It tasted amazing though. It did taste good. Definitely very garlicky, but not as garlicky as you would have expected no. for that amount of garlic. It's like it sort of neutralized itself. It did. Like after yeah. you put that much garlic in, you just can't taste it anymore. It's just there, making you healthy. Yes. <laughs> well, we followed that up with the main, which was roast pork with dumplings. So there's... And sauerkraut as well. Oh, and or like sauerkraut. A, there was like a cabbage thing on the yeah, side. Yeah, exactly. So there's, they have like over a hundred or so different types of dumplings that they make in yeah. Central Europe. Like so many different types. So this particular one was made with bread and fresh herbs. And you kind of roll it like a sausage in cling wrap and then you boil it. Yeah, you just tie up the ends so it's like a big sausage. Throw it in some boiling water. Yeah. And bam. It was really good. I want to try and make that. Yeah, because it was so simple and the flavors with the herbs, really, really good. Loved it. Yeah. Like parsley and cilantro, I think. So like two types of herbs in there. There was. Which was a really cool mix. And of course, we had to make dessert. Even though we were already stuffed, we had to make dessert. We had been waiting for this like the whole time. We went through Austria, we went through Germany, and we did not eat apple strudel. Yeah. Because we knew we were going to be making it in Prague and we wanted to wait until that glorious moment where we got to eat what we made and it would be fantastic and it was Hot, good. fresh, creamy, like, well, we put cream on it. Of course you have to have cream you on gotta. it. But yeah, oh, wow, apple, really, really nice. Apple and cinnamon explosion. Lots of cinnamon going on. So yeah, we did eat so much awesome food with the Chef Parade cooking class that we did not need to eat again that day. In fact, we went straight into a food coma the second we got back to our apartment yeah. and just slept most of the afternoon. Just passed out. <laughs> we have been really impressed with Czech food. Yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah. So um, other things that we consumed whilst there was, of course, beer. Of course. It's Prague. It's what you do. And we were there especially because we had planned to make it there in time for the Czech beer festival. Yeah, so Prague and, well, the Czech Republic is well known, in fact, for being the biggest consumer of beer per capita. They have beaten out Germany, they've beaten out Ireland, God knows how, but they have. They drink beer, more beer than anyone else. And so this beer festival, they had over 150 different types of beers over the three weeks whilst the festival was going on. We only did two days. We weren't there for three weeks. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't do the whole three weeks. That would have killed us. We'd already been to Munich and drank lots of big beers. So. Yeah. But the time we were there, we did try a lot of different things. Yeah, and there was a really good mix of microbreweries. And the major ones were there, of course. But the thing we found really surprising was that how tasty their lagers were. Yeah, because we don't really normally drink lager. We normally found it a bit plain, a bit average. You know, we're connoisseurs of the beverage. So just a, oh, an yes. average connoisseurs, yeah. So we like to beers. try stuff with extreme flavors, um, weird smoky bacon beers, fruit beers, IPAs, and uh, American pale chili ales, beers. chili beers. But uh, they did have some weird stuff like that as well. They did have like raspberry beers and uh, really some popular. darker beers, like a Marzen, which is quite popular in the Central Europe, which is a sort of slightly brown type of beer, with relatively malty generally pretty good one but yeah some of the lagers were really really good as well and we actually went back for a lager we had a lager that was so good we went okay instead of trying an ipa we're going to go back and have that lager again that oh, was like wow and we will try and find out what the name of that was because i've got photos of it somewhere and we'll put that on the show notes as well i will just make a note of that in my evernote look at us being completely live <laughs> i might just edit this out though so anyway 
Of course, we were there and we recorded a little bit of stuff whilst we were there. So here it is, there's some clips of us doing drunky stuff and talking about the beer festival. May 2015, we're at the Prague Beer Festival. We have made it. This is something that Tom, yourself, you have wanted to do for quite some time. Yep, since I heard about it over three years ago, I have actually been saying, we should go to that Prague Beer Festival. That looks pretty awesome. There's yep. probably going to be a good selection of beers. And actually, to tell you the truth, a lot of this URL press trip was all planned around <laughs> this beer festival. We had to make sure we got here. Yeah, this was like the number one thing that we had to do. And we actually approached uh, the Czech Beer Festival um, marketing team and asked for press passes. And so we're here as press. So we're going to be taking some photos for them. And naturally, we're podcasting right now. Yep. And I'm more than happy to do so because this is fun. Yeah, it's just starting to get real busy now. When we arrive mid-afternoon, obviously, it's not so crazy. It's Friday. Now it is starting to kick off because yep. it's sort of like 6.30 in the evening. People are knocking off work and they're heading to the beer festival yeah so the good thing is about here is like you buy your ticket and or you buy a little card and it's a yeah, card it's that like you, a credit card system yeah. they, it's a charge card system they yeah. charge it up you, you add uh, whatever money to it you want to you want to spend so uh, once you have that initial card you can come and go as you please and this festival runs for what like two weeks three weeks three weeks three weeks so it is pretty damn kick-ass yeah and yeah it's really starting to fill up all of the outside Inside area is just packed full of people. Now the inside area is getting packed. It's been a really nice day, which has helped. It's still nice and warm. And there's about 180 beers in total throughout the entire venue. I think they've probably been rotating them. So if you'd come yeah. throughout the three weeks, you get to try them all. But uh, for today, just for today, I'm reckoning there's about 50. So in the region of 50 hanging around, you can get a litre, you can get a half litre. Yeah, and they also have a lot of local food places that are rotating as well. So different restaurants from around Prague are rotating as like the feature restaurants and you can come and try their food and just taste traditional Czech food. And yeah. some non-traditional as well because it's a Mediterranean restaurant. Yeah, today. they got a mix of stuff. they got a mix of choices. And it is... You can definitely get sausage and pretzel. It's not overly expensive, like it is festival prices, but it's Czech festival prices. It's not like English festival prices where it's insane. We are paying 50 crowns per, like for, for the cheaper beer, like there are some craft beers here. That Actually the cheapest one is 45 for a pint, for like a half litre. There we go. For if you want the basic lagers, the less complicated beers, it's just 45 crowns for a pint, which is about just over 1 euro 50, about yes. 1 euro 60. And comparing that to the prices you'll pay in sort of an outer suburb, you might pay one euro for a beer, just over one euro. But in the city center, you're already paying this price anyway. And it's like, holy shit, we're at a festival and we're paying a euro fifty for a fucking beer. Yeah, a big beer. A tasty beer. A tasty beer. And beer. craft beer, because this is a beer festival. It's all about Showing all these different craft how, beers. How good Czech beer is. Yeah. And it's good. So you do have your lagers, but they actually, it's not just lager. If you think the Czech Republic, is all about 
lager it's not of course they have them they keep well they do them well they do them better than a lot of other countries from what we've tasted so far but they have got american style pale ales that are made in czech republic indian brown ales they, india pale uh, pale yeah. ales yeah yeah ipas they've IPAs. got them as well and a lot of the places here in the czech republic are actually producing stuff the traditional way there's a lot of unfiltered beers there's a lot of unpasteurized beers yeah they're trying to make an effort to try and create some old school beers just like they used to be made a few hundred years ago so you've got a lot of choice you've got very modern stuff you've got experimental stuff and you've got the really traditional styles that are being kept alive it's a very exciting place to come and drink beer and we've had an awesome time traveling around prague so yes we drank lots of beer it was fun it was tasty and other than the festival itself we also visited some of the microbreweries that are around the city of which there are of course loads i think my top choice for the beer was actually at a place called the three roses which is really quite close to the center it's like right in the main district one sort of area and um, they've got hundreds of years of beer brewing history so that place is really interesting um but they're actually doing some modern styles now as well so it wasn't just all the basic classic czech lagers it's had, well, I've had an IPA, I think. No, you had an IPA. Had, I'll always have the IPA. And yeah, you tried the IPA, and I had like another pale ale sort of thing that just had a really, really crisp, fresh flavor to it. So not a super sweet American pale ale, but yeah, something a bit crisper. And um, yeah, loved it. Three Rose is probably my favorite place. And of course, they had all those murals on the wall. Yeah, there's like crazy like comedy medieval kind of mural things. Yeah, those. like caricature type style of people doing funny medieval feasts. Obviously, they are not original medieval paintings. They're a modern no, sort of comedy it joke was a thing. Quirky place. I liked it. Yeah, I really liked it. And the actual building itself does have the history behind it. Obviously, the murals are not the history. But yeah, we had quite a beer adventure in Prague, I reckon. Oh, it was good. Yeah, and talking about adventure, our interview today has quite a lot of adventure in it. Uh, we're chatting with Filippo Mari, who's the owner of bike company Bico, spelled B-I-K-O. They're based in Prague. And he's going to be telling us about some of the crazy shit you can do on bikes there, because they've actually got adventure trails that are within 15 minutes ride of the center. We were shocked. You don't have to get out of Prague to go and do these adventures. You really, it's a few minutes riding. Yeah. And some of the photos, which hopefully we're going to be able to get off him, because we didn't get to do the mountain bunning ourselves, because we are not advanced enough to do well, that. Well, it was so also pissing it down it, the rain. It was raining quite a bit. So we were inside in bars and at festivals rather than going out doing mountain biking and getting covered in mud. Uh, but yeah, some of the photos of the locations you can get to, I'm like, shit me, that's 15 minutes ride from the center of Prague. Yeah, really close. And they're also doing this really cool thing that I totally want to learn. It's called river surfing. So what they've done is they just take like a section of the river and they close it off in like a lock and then they put essentially like what would be like a skate ramp in the lock when it's empty, of course. And then when they fill it, it creates this constant wave. Yeah. So it just keeps going all day long. So it's like a guaranteed standing wave, which means it's actually easier to learn surfing than it is in the ocean because you've got a guaranteed size of wave and it's going to repeat at a very similar interval the whole time. So it's predictable and it always works. Yeah. So yeah, you're not sitting around for 10 minutes waiting for a wave and then trying to get on the wave and then going, shit, that one didn't work very well. I'm going to have to swim oh, back out again. Because when you get to the end of the wave, at the end of that lock, you just climb out, you run back up the bank and you get in again at the start or you queue up if it's busy because it can get really busy. 
they've got these in lots of different cities, but the one in Prague opened last year, I think, and now it's just started for the season again. So it like starts in late May when it gets warm enough, and then it's running for the whole summer. Apparently, they brought some sand in to make a little artificial beach and stuff like that. It, it sounds really cool. I, I really want to give it a try. Yeah, and hopefully we will, because they might have one in Bucharest as well, so we're going to try and figure that out. Yeah. And Filippo's also going to give us some tips for best night spots and live jazz around Prague. So he's got a few tips coming up in this interview. So, um, yeah, even if you're not a mountain biker, do uh, skip on past the first bit if you're not interested in mountain biking because there's a lot of more content about the actual city as well. But if you are into a bit of adventure sport, then I think you're going to be pretty excited to learn about the mountain biking options in Prague. All right, let's do it. Also, a quick note to say that some of the audio might be a little bit difficult to hear in places, so do turn your volume up if you can't get every single word. Of course, we do record these interviews live on location quite often, which is why the sound is not as good as someone who is sitting in a nice, clean studio somewhere. Okay, okay so my name is Filippo Mari. I'm uh, now 36 and I'm originally from Italy. I'm now a Czech citizen married with Denisa, and uh, who I met while riding through Europe with my bike 10 years ago. I used to work as a manager, marketing, but then I, in the past, I was a climbing instructor and a mountain bike instructor, a racer. I lived in Alps when I was very young. I was crazy for outdoor. I got a bit lost, but it was always in me. And so I decided to quit my corporate world. I got, I got one year off and uh, I came here where my wife is originally. She was with me in Italy for a while but I'm not probably a typical Italian. I wanted to go north. And so we came here and I got a one year off and I started to get back in shape. And I was like uh, flabbergasted by the, the trails and the rocks and, and the hills that there are in Prague. I never seen a capital city with this potential. And so I remember that I went on Google and I put like a high level bike rent on was nothing. And I put mountain bike guides, nothing. And I found my new uh, second life. Yeah. And so I started to, to research, like to spend every day in the forest and put together new tours that they were never invented, like uh, Prague parks, uh, you know, blocks and parks. So I tried to combine adventure with culture because we want our customers to learn something about the Czech Republic while doing some serious sport which doesn't mean only downhill, but even like an easy ride, but our rides are longer, like are not in the old town, let's say. So we take them really where other, where tourists are, you know, like if there are no tourists, we go. If it becomes touristic, we try to change. And so I started, because I'm a mountain biker, it's my first love, I started to have the easy and advanced version of every bike tour. And then it started to work a lot, so I added some tours. And you know, like uh, everybody at the beginning told me, oh, come on, nobody comes to Prague for, for outdoor. It's a beer capital, it's a leisure capital. But I lived in, uh, in Alps, I lived in Queenstown, in New Zealand, and I lived in Switzerland, places where outdoor was very big. And I yeah. was part of it. And I thought, you know, people just don't know that it's possible, but I see the potential. And so uh, I went for it, you know, I was very scared, of course. I started to buy the first three expensive bikes. But now, so far, so good. After five years, we, last year we had 1,000 riders and uh, it's like growing. We made it to, you know, National Geographic, Lonely Planet, because we are still different and unique. Yeah. And we have uh, people from all around the world, a lot of Australians, uh, mainly English-speaking people. So I'm interested because obviously, like going through Prague on the tram, you see it's very built up, it's lots of concrete. Uh, yeah. Where are you going? How far do you have to ride out the city to get to these sort of more adventurous areas where you can mountain bike? Yeah, that's a very a fantastic question because it's exactly our secret ingredient, you know. Like, we are 
located here in the southwest of the city for this reason. What because, is the name of the district here? Uh, this is Prague 2, it's Vishadai. And the, the walls you see in this garden are the fortification of this old uh, castle, which, which is called Vishadai Castle. It's my favorite part of Prague because it's very vibrant. It's still part of, let's say, the center of Prague. I think the tunnel finishes with, but there are a lot of locals living here, real life, you know. Yeah, this cafe doesn't even have an English menu. Exactly. It's just, uh, but but there are, there are uh, people who travel, they, are, they yeah. know how to brew a coffee. So it's really, for me, the perfect. This is quality but uh, still local because it's yeah. local. Prague is divided in two parts from, and the center is the divider because it's squeezed between the hills. So the northern part is more like a plateau. There are a lot of fields, not very interesting for our mountain biking, but the south and the southwest start to be very hilly and there are hills like 500, 600 meters. And from this shot, we, I can take them, maybe I can show you some picture later, I can take them to do some really kick-ass things in 15 minutes. 100 meter cliffs with nothing under. Oh, wow. And this is our wow effect. You know? Yeah, absolutely, because a lot of the other places you go to, you only get to do that one thing. Yeah, exactly. You go to ours because you do mountain bike, but then you don't know what to do in the evening. Yeah. Because, you know, the, the sun goes up. And so that, that's uh, why we can work, you know, it's still a niche market, of course because not everybody wants to cycle a lot or today we have a hiking in the Czech paradise outside Prague they are soaked wet but they went yeah you know. <laughs> it's a wet day today yeah so basically and um, all the tours I designed are not overlapping so we have a lot of British Dutch they just fly with 30 euros and they come many times I had people coming seven times and you know, they open a direct flight to Bergen in Norway and so these people very cheaply they uh. Is, they always say that it's cheaper than a weekend in Oslo for them. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so after this mountain biking was working very well, so we had other people attracted by outdoor asking, I see that you do real proper hiking, don't you have road biking and don't you have hiking? And so after, you know, as I do all this, I love all this, so I slowly put some more meat on the barbecue. So when the tours were solid and, and working well, I started some more. So now mountain biking and, and road biking is still our core business, but we have a lot of hikings every week. And one is in the city where there are those cliffs I told you. And one is outside, there is a UNESCO rock tower with more than 300 sandstone pillars. And then we, we do also running because we have these managers. For example, today I got an American girl is here for a convention and she wants to run every day from six to eight and we take her around. So we do trail running and sightseeing. And in winter we do a cross country skiing because the sport here in the Czech Republic, Camila can confirm, yeah, it's very popular. It's very popular. Okay. Yeah, so in five years we grew this kind of portfolio. Still the bike is the main thing. And we have every kind of person, like from backpackers that they get the mountain biking beer advanced or the Prague bars, which are not too technical but they are big workout, to family that they go to Karlstein along the river, to world champions that they are racing in Europe and then they get a tour with us. I got the Kiwi and the Aussie Xterra world champion last year and I was cycling with them, the fastest Canadian. So it's beautiful because we get to know many different sportsmen or outdoor junkies from all around the world. And yeah. So it's also, so you probably say it's a place that people can come, even if you are experienced in those sports, you can come and experience something new, or if you've never really done it before, you can come and, and learn. Yeah, we have different levels also on the website. You know, level one is for everybody. You just need to know how to operate the bike. To ride a bike. But you have to be kind of, not fit, but you cannot be lazy because otherwise it's better to get a 
tour in the center, which I actually don't recommend and don't sell because they are the cobblestone, the tram line. It's hard. Maybe hard. Yeah. more dangerous, maybe? Well, for me, I don't feel like that because I think, of course, that is like easy money in a way because you put 20 people for one hour, doesn't matter. But for us, that we are really bike lovers, I wouldn't feel comfortable to say, yeah, I take you to the center. I always, I say not to many people because, you know, we are top on TripAdvisor every day. Can you make a city tour? And I say, I'm so sorry, but it's something I wouldn't do with my parents, with my friends. Yeah. I recommend you to walk or get a Segway because the city center of Prague is easy walkable, is small and then come to see what is outside the center with us. You know? We have even kids on Karlstein at all the levels so it's like for family till level 8 is like for expert mountain bikers who like rock gardens and we give them the protection. So we have everything for everybody. So you were also saying before there's a like a UNESCO like natural pillars sort of site? Is yeah. Do you know what the name of that is? Like, well, it's, it's called uh, Chesky Rai. Ches in uh, English, it's Czech Paradise. Czech Paradise. And um, I'm sure you love it too. Mm. You know, it's like, uh, it's just one hour driving outside of Prague, going north. There are actually two areas. One is like uh, Adersbach, is, is further. So this one is the closest and is the, they call it Czech Paradise because everybody wants to have a cottage there. Because it's really beautiful, a lot of castles. And there are these sandstone pillars, a lot of them. And so we take them to these areas called Prakovskes scally which means the dusty cliffs in a way because they are sandstone and they are kind of crumbling so you are sometimes walking on sand so you can see the cliffs i was talking about 15 minutes oh, from here yeah so you know we've got a photo here of someone is standing right on yeah, top yeah. of this vertical cliff and yeah, all exactly. the buildings are just below them from buildings from the exactly city, so you can see and the river is just here so oh yeah uh, so it's just yeah you can see really good pictures. views of the whole yeah. city from yeah. the cliffs well anyway here in, in the old flyers you can see a picture with uh, these guys and they are walking through these rocks yeah and these and are the this sandstone. is part of it you know so basically in the description of the website I say we will go through over under around them because it's like a big playground for kids and but also adults because they are very narrow passages you have to go like this you have to go under up Oh, so and it's actually like a UNESCO site that you can go and like yeah, explore thoroughly. Yeah. But, but the funny thing is that um, I always say if this UNESCO site would be in Italy, it would be crowded, you wouldn't find parking. Yeah. But as the Czech Republic is not so inhabited, it's fantastic. If you go there from Monday to Friday, you, must be the, you might be the only car in the park. And because there is no good connection with the public transport, so, and there is, so there are no tourists there, unless they are Dutch or German, that they have their own car and they know about it. But otherwise, it's fantastic. I, I, many times, I, we were the only people there, me and my customers, and that's another wow effect. And yeah, yeah, there's nothing worse than turning up to a place and having like 50 busloads of people turn up. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah and so there's no easy way to get there. I mean, if you did cycle out there, it would take a couple of hours or...? No, no, it's 100k, it's 150 it's km. It's like, by car is very easy because there is an highway. With public transport, sometimes, you know, I understand it's more expensive, so people ask for... Uh, okay, we're oh, looking wow. at the, the photo now and it's like sort of needles sticking yeah. up pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of greyish stone, actually. But you said it's a sandstone. It's sandstone. But it's yeah. like a grey sandstone. Yeah. And yeah. of course, surrounded by trees at the yeah. bottom, so it's really quite picturesque. And uh, yeah, so to, to go there from Prague, you would have to get a train to a city called Turno and then a bus. But you cannot do it daily. I mean, one day would be like 14 yeah. hours. So I always recommend to those who want to go alone to take two days because of the logistics. Yeah, so there's like places to stay up there. I'm guessing there's guest houses or small hotels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, there it, is there affordable or is it more aimed at people with more money? No, no, no. The, the cool thing about the Czech Republic, Camilla would agree that 
Prague is a country in the country. So the difference, like, uh, I mean, I would say sometimes it's half of the price. So you can find, a, of course, there is a, a good hotel, like same prices, but what I like is traveling around the Czech Republic is much cheaper. You eat with less. So and much you... cheaper than being in yeah. Prague, you mean like? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Of course, sometimes the, the standard is lower because here the standard is international. Yeah. So you must find some, like simple accommodations. What's cheaper. like the rules on camping? Like if you just pitched a tent, would that be, is that acceptable in, uh, in Czech Republic? Or? Yes, there are special places or like camps. Okay. You pay for, for a oh, place, yeah. for the tent. Yeah, you, you have to go there. to an organized but tent you, area though, not, you yeah. can't just find no, a no, piece no. of grass. No, it can be like private. Once again, you will not find, uh, in Italy there are these camping with, you have everything. These are more simple, but it's fantastic because you always find one. Yeah. Along the river, at the lake, uh, Czech love to dip in water. So there are many, many lakes in the Czech Republic and the, the water is clean, so you always find people swimming. I, I really love it. Okay, so apart from the mountain biking, we saw on that you offer river surfing, which yeah. we have, we've seen it on TV, but we've never done it and we didn't yeah. know you could do it in Prague. Yeah. What's, what's the deal with that? Uh, the deal is that I have a very good friend, he's a mountain biker, but he's also a surfer, you know, like a classic surfer. And uh, he had this dream to build something here like they have in Munich, which was the first standing wave in Europe. And so he started to, to look around to find the permission, because you need, of course, um, how do you say, a lock. Yeah. yeah. And so he found the permission in Brandis nad Laben, which is a village in the north of Prague, just 30 k's. But it's not the same river, it's the Elba river that, you know, goes northern of Prague and then joins uh, the Vlatava. Actually, if it, even if it is smaller, the Vlatava joins the Elba and, and goes up. Okay. And so last year in, uh, in July he called me and he said, Filippo, you got to check this, I, I have the first standing wave in the Czech Republic. And so I went to try it last August and uh, I took this picture, uh, you can see on my flyers. So basically uh, every day from 5 to 7 p.m. he has the permit to open the lock so there is more water going on yeah. and he built a structure made of metal and wood underneath the water and normally during the day there are kayaks going there so I think you can imagine this side part of the river with concrete water very fast so he built after many trials you know with an engineering stuff uh, a structure so the water go against it and creates a permanent wave so the wave is always there and it's really cool because you can learn very fast how to surf because when you're in the ocean you have to predict yeah or you lose one but this one is always there so there are people waiting with their board aside and one each they go in the middle they paddle they try and then they fall and they go back and they go back in queue so last year he started and this year he got some even some sponsor helping like quicksilver i think or anyway so now they put uh, sand they will build a little stall they have wetsuit and so i i couldn't say no because you know i think even for backpackers it's a great thing a couple of hours you do something cool or our customers that they want to try something different and that's so gonna be like a mini beach when it's, it's a mini beach already you will see yeah, it's it already from, done. yeah exactly wow. there is a they brought some sand and and it's incredible because uh, you see um, in the afternoon on the highway all these Volkswagen with the surf and you think where are they going these people in the lo landlock country <laughs> and finally they, they, the they go to the river you know so and it's getting more and more popular so yeah I, he's my good friend yeah. but apart from that I thought it's the only thing we outsource actually yes. but this guy also is guiding my mountain bike tour so he's not he's at the outsourcing he's part of the family you know? yeah yeah it's um, like the, the thing it's like you know yeah it's interconnected if you do the surfing it's like you like that one 
Yeah, because it's still physical. I have a, a lot of offer for paintball, reselling, but I don't like. I want things that they speak the same language. You know, you have to no pain, no gain. You know, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? You're gonna stick to that niche. Yeah, yeah. I want to stick to that. Yeah. So it's actually brand new. We started last year, but September was pretty cold. So the January, I had Americans. Can we reserve? It's oh, minus really? ten because they didn't know they were booking from home. Oh. So we just started like a few days ago. They opened from. Uh, of May, so in one the week. winter, the rivers are frozen here. Or? No, it's not, yeah. it's not, but it's no, really it's not yeah. Yeah, well, it's you can, they were going with a uh, neoprene like a fig, but uh, like it's for skiing, it's for yeah. Skiing. I wouldn't want to go, me in too. January to do, so. Yeah, they did it, of course. They did the New Year's Eve, uh, you know, but these people are they're crazy, crazy, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, some people are crazy. yeah. Like, there are people that they swim in the river here in uh, for what is Christmas and they oh. jump, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. There's like the polar bear club, yeah, yeah kind of. Countries, so yeah, it's something like to go in, in the winter, uh, yeah, freeze. I grew up in Australia, and unless the water temperature is at least like close to 30, yeah. like now, your winter, yeah, 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 it's quite warm in Australia, yeah, yeah, turned me into a giant suck <laughs> when it comes to water temperature. I'm like, oh no, that's too cold for me, <laughs> but yeah, so if you're starting now in May. Then people are wearing wetsuits and it's sort of comfortable to go in the river in the yeah, absolutely. I mean, I went even without wetsuit, but you cannot enjoy two hours, so it's better to have it. But now they they bought them, so it's included in the price. And so they're actually the first summer, so it'll be interesting to see how it goes. The first yeah. Summer yeah, yeah, yeah. The but surfing. you know, like it's attracting a lot of press, and I mean, Hmong Czech is working so much, you know, already. Like there are so many surfers. And there are no places where to surf here, just windsurfing a bit, but still they always have to go to the North Sea or to Lago di Garda in Italy. Yeah. So it's pretty pretty cool. It's very after, after work, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they are actually offering instruction for beginners as well. Yeah, my friend is a, an instructor, so Alright. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, so you see like you can you can spend one week doing every day something different. And coming back to the beautiful city center and affordable food and beer and you know, yeah. uh, I think it's a very mid country. Yeah. So if you are traditionally yeah. vegetarian, it's a bit difficult. Yeah. Uh, for me, what I love, even as a foreigner, your soups. I mean, this is the uh, yes. country of the mm -hmm. soups, and if you love, and they are so good mm -hmm. because. You might think, yeah, well, how many soups they can make? A lot. Mm -hmm. From the bramboracca, the potato soup, mm -hmm. it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. The colaida is yeah. these oh, eggs and the mushrooms, and it's very nice. And one thing that also I love about the country is that they love mushroom picking. Ah, oh, we yeah. love mushrooms, so that's good to hear. Yeah. So it's like a really good mushroom soup. Unbelievable. And, yeah. and how many mushrooms there are in this country. So you will see when it's period, everybody goes with a basket on the yes, metro. Is it something that you can get involved in as a tourist, or is it more of a... A local, a local thing. Okay. You need to know somebody. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, many people they ask me if I could do the mushroom picking, but it's so difficult to plan. For example, it's rainy and then you go out, but it's not exactly something that people can book three months ahead. Yeah. So it would be. But if you know but it's locals, seasonal, especially yeah. in autumn, so yeah, make friends or yeah. baskets. Yeah. <laughs> so if someone was coming to live here for maybe a month rather than for a week, they could yeah. maybe mm -hmm. if they're here in the right time of year, they could organize this trip yeah. on the day, like the day. Yeah, day. I think so. But is something Czech love and me too. Yeah. I've missed mushrooms. I'm a mushroom fanatic, and we haven't had a good variety of mushrooms since probably we were in China. Uh -huh. So um, yeah, it's, and especially we just spent like six weeks in Morocco and they had they don't no mushrooms, no pork, no alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so now that we're in well, the now you're. Alcohol, I think you can. Yeah, we can find. You can now. Yeah. Yeah. Also is the yeah, mushroom for vegetarian. Mushroom. But also, 
How do you call that the very cool? I don't know in English how you call the the very good one. Porcini, we call it in Italian. Oh, that's uh, yeah, what it's called in English yeah. as well. But you know, yeah. like in Italy, to find porcini is really rare. But here, you know, when I go out, because I'm not a super expert, so I go only for porcini because I can't recognize them. Mm. And you come back home, and I start to do risotto, baked, mm. fried. <laughs> yeah. But definitely meat. You know, is a meat counter. The, Knuckle, the, yeah, that's yeah. a big thing. And, and goulash, goulash soup in the in the bread. Bread, loaf. In the bowl, made in the bread. bread. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Chick, like chick bread is bread. a special yeah. kind of bread. Yeah, you know, it's not the same as you probably know. Yeah. Uh, it's round <laughs> with oh. the heart. Um, uh, yeah, the crust. Crust. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't go. It's fantastic. You you just eat it and yeah. take eat a, your own bowl. As yeah. You go. Yeah. And if we asked for goulash in the bread, they would know, a waiter would know what that meant? Or? It's not everywhere, it's not everywhere. Like, uh, I, right now, well, for example, I find it in Kolkovna or Pilsner uh -huh. or Kel Yeah, in the center. In the center, yeah. In the traditional Czech restaurants. Yeah. But I think because that's a good expensive. restaurant here in Ukroka. Ukroka, this is one uh, of the It's top. a family restaurant and yeah. they offer delicious Czech meal for a good price. Yeah. So, this is one of the top restaurants for locals so far. I spent my salary there. Street. It's just the next door. Wow. I was so happy that I opened the shop here and I've noticed that I always send my customers because they are super hungry and uh, after I noticed that they, for example, they give us a good TripAdvisor review and also to the restaurant because it's really good. I eat there every day because it was, it, uh, Czech cuisine can be very, very heavy, but here they, they mix it. They make it more, you know, like a... Lighter. I love it. Yeah. Well, we might yeah. go and get some uh, goulash soup. Yeah, that might goulash be our lunch today. That sounds Maybe. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And sweet dumplings. Yes. They love it. Yeah. So are they serving all day? Or yeah, yeah. Do most restaurants serve all afternoon or do they have a closing time in the afternoon? No, they go all the time. No, it's yeah. the time, yeah. yeah. yeah that, that's what for me, like, uh, the pro is that if I'm hungry at 3 or 4, I can eat. The cons is that in Italy they go until 1 o'clock and here at 9 they close the kitchen. Uh, maybe in the center less, but I'm talking about local places. Yeah, yeah. Except yeah. of course they have different rules, different philosophy, you know? So the, so the kitchen closes, but maybe they're still serving beer, beer until later? Yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Typical. typical. The local places close sort of about midnight for drinking? Or it but just for drinks, it's until midnight. Yeah. There's no sort of like closing rule? Like in England, no, no, like in you have to close at 11 no, unless you have a no. license. No. Yeah, yeah, no, no, so. no, no, it's not. Yeah, when they want to close, maybe they, they close. Actually, close to the shop, there is a bar called Techno Bar. And the, when I open the shop in the morning, they close. So I've never, yeah, never seen anything like that before. Yeah, there are some non-stop <laughs> bars. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. And there's also the place. party places. So, yeah, it's pretty liberal, I would say. <laughs> Yeah, cool. for Sometimes every day. Sometimes too liberal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we have a sport bar, non-stop sport yeah. bar in my house. So. Yeah, and it's like, oh. I need to sleep. No way. <laughs> yeah. But we should definitely talk a little bit about nightlife before we finish up. Sure. Obviously that's one of the things we've come here for, is to try all the different bars. So do you have a favorite bar, and do you have a favorite bar that, you know, what would you choose if you wanted to go and have well, a I'm good a, I'm a mother with did you did you have a favorite bar that's still open? Maybe the Hemingway bar? Uh, yeah. next to Carovelazne, it's yeah. a good one. It's uh, well very near Charles Bridge. Yeah, it's, I yeah I we can look it up. I don't know yeah. too, but and I, I the agree. Was a good so what bar. makes the Hemingway a good bar to visit? Mm, yeah, Tretas is a good bar as well. But it's um, like I think that, that it depends, like some places are really so touristy, like as she yeah. mentioned, Karlovelaznia. So many young travelers like it, 
but it's really like, a, if I can say, a little trap for yeah. tourists. Yeah. But oh, the, yeah, Hemi, the Hemingway is really cool, yeah. like the James Dean I like as well. Yes. James Dean is also in the Old Town Square, but you find locals as well. Yeah. And uh, Ed Bay, the one underground. It's a, uh, for example, for me, I like music. I, I like to go to live concerts. We do as well, yeah. We're not like a, like, go and listen to the top 40. No, 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 we'd rather hear some live yeah. music. Yeah. Like the restaurant we walked into last night, we noticed that there were some old dudes with some guitars sitting in the background. Yeah, that, that's like, what I like. Just I, think they're like I think they just go and practice there yeah. every Tuesday night or whatever. And they played a little bit, they sang a little bit, and then yeah. they all went home off to their wives. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, there is a cute. cafe called Literarni Cavarna, uh -huh. and I like because there is a piano, so you would go there, and if you're able, you just play. So, you know, I like this thing about Bohemia. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, there is the Jazz Docks, it's a beautiful jazz club. Uh, it's on the river. Along the river? Talk, <laughs> yeah, we would definitely like to check out a jazz club. Is it something where it's like a people come in from abroad or is it just all local? Everything. Every, yesterday they were no yesterday it was private. Anyway, they are locals, or foreigners, you know, they they have a program and they keep going. So I just check it, I see what's coming from Illinois, Chicago, Cheskebudiawice, so it's very nice. So sometimes you pay to get in, sometimes it's free. Sometimes to get you in just get a drink and it's like a riverside, uh, not far from here. Oh, very cool. Yeah. We should it's, write it's the, in the love chamber. Yeah, I think it's very nice. Actually, is that going to be in my beer guide or is that going to be something separate? This is yeah. another thing for anyone listening that uh, there is a beer guide. A beer guide. And it's got listed about, is there about a 75 or the 70? Here. Maybe there's 70 different bars yeah. listed. Yeah. It's actually lots of different places you can go and find yeah. some awesome local right. beer here in Prague. And you can just pick this beer guide up from the tourist information office, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's available for everybody. I think it's a great thing. And in fact, when I when I knew about that, I got it in my shop because I distributed it because yeah, people always ask for tips. Oh, cool. It's yeah. near my office, actually. <laughs> It's, it's very nice, very yeah. nice. And uh, this, and there is a, I also like a Reduta Jazz Club, it's the yeah. oldest probably. So this one is the modern, and then there is an old called Reduta, where even uh, Bill Clinton was playing sax. And it's very nice, I remember when I started to date my wife, and we went there, it's very small, and uh, a lot of very big names, but it's still a very, very simple kind of, like, uh, how do you say? Like, you just go underground, few places, you drink your wine, and they are playing few meters from you. Yeah. yeah. Even if they are intimate. Big intimate, yeah, that's yeah. it. And then there are... There was Roxy. this Umalejo Glena in Karmelinska. Yeah. I don't know if it's still open. So. I haven't been there for mm. some time. There's a lot of places also to very... from. That's good to know. Yeah. It's going to be hard Especially... in five days to see everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to visit all these different bars. Plus, yeah, we've got tickets to the... The beer festival. Check there are a lot out. of microbreweries, you know, it's getting bigger and bigger, you know. Yeah. yeah. We were told that this year it hasn't been promoted as much to international people because it was too busy last year. Is that the case or is there a lot of international people? This, I don't, I don't know, I think. It was, I think it was the championship. <laughs> yeah. The hockey, hockey championship, you mean? Yeah. 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 There were, well, Prague was crowded. Yeah, <laughs> so, so it was still very busy yeah. and has been. And this is but the last But you know, May is one of the busiest months. Yeah. yeah. All the yachts around me, uh, they were fully booked because sometimes I use them and say, sorry, Oki, Congress, here there's the Congress Center. Yeah, we had to uh, Airbnb for this weekend. Oh, yeah. 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 And the Congress season is starting. Yeah, so. yeah there are more than three and a half million visitors every year in a city of 1.2. No? More than six million, I think. Oh. Six million. <laughs> 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 
So yeah, population of one. We have the statistics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In <laughs> fact, it's it good for me to know because they always ask me, and mm -hmm. I think I read some old data and said three point half million, so now six million. And is this largely because of all the cheap flights? It's everyone comes in from the air. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I don't know if you know that because uh, Prague was uh, announced as a value for money culture. destination. Oh, right. So yeah, ah, yeah. Okay. absolutely. And uh, plus, is in the heart of uh, Europe. Mm -hmm. So you know, if you travel from Spain to Slovakia, it's very far. But as we are like uh, the distances are the same from all the European countries. So we have Scandinavians, British, Spanish. Italians, millions, yeah. they all come from school trips. Coming just for one day, you know, because these six million, these are the tourists who booked some accommodation. Right. But there are many of those. Do you count Airbnb in that? Or yeah. You are able to count uh, that? No, 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 not Airbnb, no, just private. hotels, sorry. Yeah, sorry. But, so there's actually uh, even more Airbnb, people coming, really. Then. Airbnb is uh, yeah. really, you know, the number of the tourists Incredible. using this is growing every year. Yeah. I know that the hotels are uh, complaining about it because <laughs> they are losing clients. Wow, well, yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's cheaper. Yeah, people like to stay with locals and have more personal conversations. I think that's young people especially yeah. are liking to do that a lot more now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also an Airbnb traveler. I like it. Yeah. I choose according to my style. I see, you know, you watch the furniture, you think, oh, these people are mm. like-minded. Yeah. And yeah, that'd be mine, interesting. I've been to Budapest on mm. Airbnb recently. So, there is the yeah. theater in Loha. And there's a bistro called, called Sisters, and they sell chlebičky in Czech. It's uh, like sandwiches, but that's not, it's like open. Uh, yeah. It's just on the top, oh, there's okay. something else. Uh, uh, they have a great variety, and they're really delicious. So this is a Czech specialty, I would say. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. What is this snack? Sisters, sisters. It's close. Is that the restaurant area? The yes, it's like it's a covered street. Is that what you? Yeah, it's a passage. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's under yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's the number one for food and kind of premium, but mm -hmm. it's very nice. You see everything. Yeah. I don't think we have a lot of vegan listeners. Who knows? Our podcast. We could do, but we, do we talk about meat quite a lot. Mm -hmm. yeah. so. well, ju I just add like uh, there is a new restaurant it's called Secret of Row. I've been yeah. there two weeks ago and I really liked it. I got the degustation menu. Mm -hmm. Of course, I, I, I'm not very raw in a way, but I was curious and actually it was delicious how, how they could put a pizza roll or a, a raw burger and this degustation was really amazing. I'll be back. It oh, was, cool. I was raw really as in like fish eggs raw? You mean no, 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 raw like it's not cooked. Raw. Oh, raw, raw, raw. raw. Oh. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. That's a, so, it's it's a great trend actually the whole there's a yes. big movement yes yeah in the in in sort of like i think it started in new york and now it's like spreading yeah yeah, yeah 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 there are several trends you can find here in Prague. it's raw yeah. food then uh, the cafes how much yeah. grooming yeah, <laughs> literally <laughs> and uh, the yeah. microbreweries yeah yeah you're and, right and like a free range or the local ingredient based you know so restaurants. Organic. yeah, yeah the farmers market farmers now market. oh wonderful bio food mm. and there is one beautiful on Saturday. You will be here on Saturday? Yes. So you have to check it out. It's just here along the river. It's yeah. the biggest farmer's market. Mm -hmm. And you will see millions of people. Yeah, it's uh, crowded. It's really crowded. It's, it's the uh, famous Naplavka embankment. Check it out, the farmer's market, because yeah. it's very, very nice. It's a big thing now. Everybody has the basket, you know, this, uh, and they go with it. 
me included because it's the only real source of biofood or you know because you don't still find much in Tesco or these places so they're and if it's really local. Ex expensive cool. and That's there nice. are also some areas in the center that are not as crowded even if they're in historical center for example the area around Betlamske Amnesty several very really good cafes and design shops and it's like of the of the tourist road so <laughs> sorry sort of thing, it's like get off the yeah, main street and you'll yeah. find Anyway, if you if you want a tip about a, a really nice local blog that I follow, it's called Taste of Prague, mm -hmm. and they yeah. they are for me. They are, they are, I know them now because we have they also have a food tour, mm -hmm. and so we have a lot of like customers in common. But they also have this super blog, and they are mm -hmm. always going and taking pictures and and so for me I always check it out and I say what no what can I eat today and I go to their blog and taste of Prague. Oh good. fantastic! And they have some, they have some uh, articles there on, uh, on the off the beaten path. Yeah, yeah. I think they're yeah, really... Yes. So, yeah. Oh that's excellent. And they're very friendly. Yeah. I never mentioned the name of my company that's a, a bad marketing. <laughs> <laughs> we will put a link in the notes as well. I'm, just, I'm just joking. You can do it if you wanted to say right now your name and your company. Go so ahead. my company is called Bike Adventures and uh, I'm Filippo. The last thing after to show you my shop that I built with my own hands. Oh yeah, we'd love to come. It's just in yeah. front. Like, yeah, uh, absolutely. And uh, yeah, so I, in the philosophy of the nature and stuff, I just got old pallets. I cleaned them, tore them apart, and build the furniture with wood and stuff. Very cool. Yeah. So thanks again to Camilla from Prague Tourism, and of course Filippo from Bico. Travel homework time. Yeah. But it's not. Well, I'm going to say my travel homework for this week is to go out and try a different beer. Yeah, a beer why that not? you've never tried before. My travel homework country. for this week is not homework for you guys, it's homework for us. We need to get some homework done because we haven't done a lot of homework in the last six weeks. No. So, yeah, you guys go out and drink a beer. We've been doing that for the last six weeks. So, you drink beer, we stay in and do homework. Yeah, but I want you to tweet me like what weird beers you've tried. Like if it's been a different flavor or if it's like like some kind of crazy beer. I want I want you to tweet it to us at My Travel Freedom. Yes, at My Travel Freedom. That is us on Twitter. Uh, and also, if you are heading off on your trip anytime soon and you want to pick up some insurance, our World Nomads promotion is still running. I know we haven't been talking about that as much in the last couple of episodes, but we do have that code. It is still going. You can get 5% off with the code WN5DP and use our link travelfreedompodcast.com slash worldnomads. That'll take you to the page. You can get yourself a quote and you can get yourself 5% off your travel insurance policy. Bada boom. Bam. Thanks for listening to the Travel Freedom Podcast. Show notes and resources for this episode are waiting for you at travelfreedompodcast.com. So join us again for Money Mondays to learn how to supercharge your online income. Or for Travel Thursdays, where we'll help you travel like a prince on a pauper's budget. We are waiting for your comments and feedback, so tweet us at mytravelfreedom. Or email info at travelfreedompodcast.com. I'm Tomo. And I'm Megzi. Catch us again on Mondays and Thursdays on the Travel Freedom Podcast. Bye for now. Bye. We will be replacing our credit music and outro words very soon, but please remember that there are no more Travel Thursday episodes, so ignore what we just said in the outro music. We will get that fixed up. Next Monday will be Money Mondays, where we talk about online income, and the Monday after that will be the new Travel Monday episodes. Just a little bit longer and a little bit more destination-based than some of the previous ones. Now, we are putting a little bit more time into making this a once-a-week thing.